Now, for something completely different, from east of the Rockies, here's Brian Wilson. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those of you with those cute pronouns, like dumb and stump, waiting impatiently to sleep through the World Series, waiting for that big red wave in a couple of weeks. Once again, it's time for something completely different. Oh, here's a money-saving tax tip for you if you're a homeowner. Try notifying the IRS that your home mortgage identifies as a student loan. Let me know what happens. I think you're going to meet some really interesting people. So after watching some of the news uh, last night, I got to thinking about Paul Kersey. You remember Paul Kersey? You don't remember Paul Kersey. Okay. Uh, How about the 1974 movie Death Wish? Remember that? You don't remember that? Well, I'll tell you what. You go Google Death Wish and watch the trailer that pops up, and uh, that'll give you that'll give you an idea or refresh your memory, whatever the case may be. If you're uh, you know zooming down the road in your electric car and you don't have the time to Google, the uh, storyline of Death Wish is uh, this guy Paul Kersey is a happily married dude living in a New York City apartment with his wife and daughter. Uh, one day while he's at work, I think he was an architect or something, some scumballs uh, break into the apartment and assault the two women. His wife uh, sustains a head injury, dies at the hospital just minutes before Paul gets there to check in on her. He just got the word. The cops tell him there's a chance they'll find the bad guys, just a chance. Now, Paul, a uh, typical New York City liberal, struggles uh, not only with the grief, but the injustice of it all. I mean, he wants he wants the bad guys caught, and cops aren't doing anything, you know. This is the days before ring bells and everybody having cameras and that type of thing. So finally, Paul decides to get himself a gun and search for the killers himself. You'll have to watch the movie to get the rest of the story, but uh, being Hollywood, you've probably guessed the happy ending already. Now, the thing about it is, does the plot sound familiar to you at all? How about the massive crime wave that's sweeping the country? And not just recently in major metropolitan areas where you expect to find vermin, like Son of Sam, Boston Strangler, Zodiac Killer, or pretty much any weekend in Chicago. Violent crime and mass murders are taking place in schools, nightclubs, and restaurants, and churches, and synagogues, in towns a whole lot smaller than the top 10 markets. Do you remember Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Five Amish girls murdered, four wounded in a one-room suburban schoolhouse? The killer was some whack job named Charles Roberts IV, a 32-year-old milk truck driver. Similar to the more recent Parkland, Florida, and Uvalde, Texas school shootings, a whole squad of heavily armed cops stood right outside. But despite being heavily armed with bulletproof vests, they failed to take any action. Their bosses blamed poor training and red tape. Over the past couple of years, things have gotten a lot worse. Now the country is witnessing a veritable tsunami of criminal activity from robbery to rape to car theft, home invasion, assault, arson, domestic abuse, kidnapping, from coast to coast and border to border in broad daylight. The evening news is full of it. You couldn't possibly have missed it. Well, what to do? 
Well, don't look to the authorities or the justice system where your tax dollars go to serve and protect and die. Billionaire scum like George Soros and Michael Bloomberg generously fund politicians and big city DAs to establish the anti-gun laws that deprive innocent civilians of their right to defend themselves, and no-cash bail programs enabling robbers and rapists to walk free just minutes after their apprehension, most going on to commit more crimes. Insane? Sure. But hey, that's the system. Rinse, repeat. Now, some media, like Fox commentators and the New York Post, for example, have put out some pretty scathing reports demanding elimination of those get-out-of-jail-free programs, as well as an end to defund the police actions in the urban areas with the worst crime. Their stories uh, demonstrate how the failure of police to respond promptly along with the inexplicable release of those who actually get arrested, has all but eliminated any fear, much less respect, for police or the law, all while simultaneously reducing the number of cops who see risking their lives for a dysfunctional judicial system just ain't worth it. Those anti-gun laws disarming citizens are just as criminal as the thugs themselves. So what's the politician's response? <laughs> While police departments are decimated with early retirement of frustrated cops and these politicians hide behind occupational apathy, people are being brutalized at high noon, right out in the open on city streets with no police presence, response, or pursuit. Standing in place against aggravated assault just isn't worth the time and effort of overworked, underpaid, unappreciated police officers still hearing those pigs in a blanket chants of a couple of summers ago. And the progressives defund the police efforts, cutting budgets and undermining morale today. You know, that overused aphorism, threat to our democracy, is inextricably tied to maintaining social order. Without civil behavior, society implodes. Now, back to our feature film, Death Wish. Where is the 2022 incarnation of Paul Kersey? One might say his point of no return passed some years ago. Still others would say, Paul Kersey was a vigilante. We can't have that kind of conduct today. But we do, and we celebrate it. While the stories are mostly hidden on back pages, or not reported at all, occasionally everyone paying attention gets to hear the truth about how a bad man with a gun is stopped by a good man with a gun. John Lott's book, More Guns, Less Crime, Pick Up a Copy, shows how good laws and good citizens with guns can change a crime wave into a puddle. Now, <clears throat> that might be a tough sell today in a population riddled with entitled snowflakes, limp-wristed man-bun weenies, and painted girls sporting pierced nipples and other body parts. Sadly, many segments of our society reserve their admiration for the gangbangers and payment-free shoppers seen too often on the evening news. Now, down in Florida, crime was rampant for a whole long time until concealed carry laws were passed and crime dropped like a swimming brick. Today, Miami has some of the lowest crime stats of any city its size, partially because it's flourishing economically. People are happy. They want to stay happy. Thanks to concealed carry by private citizens and a well-disciplined police department, Miami streets are safer than most. There's no Paul Kersey there, but there is concealed carry. And the Castle Doctrine laws, neither of those exist in most major markets where they're needed the most. The fictional Paul Kersey was a good guy with a gun. The movie Death Wish was set in New York City back in 1974. 
I was thinking, maybe one of the New York City TV stations could show Death Wish again. One day real soon. Maybe on PBS as educational programming. What if there was a real Paul Kersey riding the New York City subways right now? What if a Paul Kersey was cruising the south side of Chicago? Or Buckhead right outside of Atlanta? Or Baltimore's Inner Harbor? Watch the movie. It's about uh, $3.99, $2.99, something like that, on YouTube or Amazon. Check it out. You'll see where this goes. Paul Kersey, where are you? <sighs> well, while we wait to hear from Paul, we will continue our slide down the razor blade of life until something completely different returns. You can take that as a warning or a threat. Don't fail to remember to check out our still unsanctioned Facebook page. Even if you don't like it, the censors will be watching and wondering just what the hell you're doing there. Also, if you're over 18, visit my scantily clad website, brianwilson.net. Check out all sorts of adult material that can be shipped in a plain brown wrapper. Take a peek at my award-losing books while you're there, too. It's too late for Halloween, but they make a most unusual turkey stuffer to really surprise the family. Until the next time we come up with something completely different, I'll remain Brian Wilson along with Joe Ted, our bus driver and official cassette rewinder. Thanks for potting by. Pull the plug, Joe.